Yes, Father God, we thank you that you have already won this war, that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ and the battle belongs to you. We thank you, Lord God, for this very beautiful day that you are the Lord. You are the one and only the true God. There are no other gods besides you, Lord God. We worship you. We praise you. We thank you. We follow you and we um, give you uh, the preeminence in all that we do. Father, I thank you that your will be done on, on earth in and through us, your servants, the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, as it's being done and declared in heaven, that your will be done through your servants as I prayed, and that we will not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but that we will be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. I thank you, Jesus. You came down here and confronted the enemy on his turf, Lord, and you defeated him by submitting to the death of on the cross, the, the will of your father, and actually were raised from the dead because of your obedience and because of the resurrection, we have eternal life. And I thank you for giving us power and authority over all the power of the enemy. Help us, Lord God, to understand that the, the authority and the power you've given us is a different kind of force. It is not the kind of force where we just bully our way through and make and speak louder and, and, and do whatever it is physically that we think we need to do. But it is a power that comes from the anointing of your Holy Spirit. And we thank you for bind, giving us power to bind and to loose, to forbid, to love, to forgive our enemies to do the work of the kingdom, Lord God. And that's so backwards to what Satan would have us do or think. So Lord, I thank you now for divine protection. I, 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 we don't take it for granted. The divine protection of your word, your sovereign, holy word and purpose over our lives to keep us, protect us, our families, those who work for us, pray for us and love us. We know that the, the more we get closer to your return, the more severe the battle is going to be because the devil is in panic mode. And so, Lord God, protect us and put the shields of God around us and our people and our children and all that pertains to us, everything that your people, your purposes, your property, Lord God, your everything will be protected by your will, by your angels, by your word. And we give you praise. Now guide us, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and heart to receive these things, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, welcome back to, uh, what are we? Where are we? We are Rescue Radio, dear. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I was over there in my prayer somewhere, and I forgot oh, where yeah, I was. yeah, You yeah. know, I was thinking, you know, there's so much going on that it's hard to kind of focus in, anchor in, zero in on something that's, you know, not, I mean, it's all relevant, you know, but just focus is really important. Focusing, following, finishing, following through. And so today, you know, we're going to look at um, our marching orders. God said uh, he came here with a plan in mind, and his plan was to gather a, a group, a band of believers who would follow him, who he could train up and, and instruct them and teach them how to teach others the ways of the kingdom of God. And here they are, this little band of 12-something in the midst of a wicked, perverse centuries and generations of evil and wickedness and paganism and religion and demonic influence. And, he, you know, here he is. He's starting to start a fire to burn down the world with 12 sticks. 
Yeah, yeah well, 12 twigs. <laughs> right, and he, he gives us a job description. Most of us that, you know, you're working uh, in employment somewhere, uh, you have a job description. You know what your job is, and mm-hmm. as you get into your job, there's a learning curve into your job, and then pretty soon you get more and more familiar with it, and there's always things to learn. There's always surprises, mm-hmm. but then sometimes nothing surprises you. Mm-hmm. With your job description, now our job description is given here in, in yeah. Matthew chapter well, 10. Yeah, Matthew 10. And you know what he's doing here? First of all, if you read through the whole thing, and I've never really read this. I mean, I've read it obviously in one sitting, but I've never really s- comprehended what he's actually doing here in chapter 10. He, first of all, you know, he's giving them marching orders. He's giving them an, he's giving them an overview of what it's going to be be like what it means to be called and selected and chosen as his 12 disciples apostles he is telling them it's going to go it's going to be rough there's going to be we'll we'll go through this in a minute but he was kind of giving them an overview of people aren't going to like you families are going to divide you know they're going to throw you into prison they're going to drag you before the magistrates um and he's going to say don't be scared to give a testimony to me like paul says i'm not ashamed of the gospel of jesus christ and I think even nowadays, it's getting more and more difficult to um, stand in the spirit of the truth of the gospel because the gospel has been so massacred and maligned that people are, they're skeptical of it. They don't even believe its power or that it's real or it's valid or it's relevant anymore. Well, you know, we have a job description. Jesus said, Matthew twenty-eight eighteen through 20, he said, go into all the world. He said, I've got all authority yeah. in heaven and on earth. I'm, the highest authority in in the universe has directed us, uh, commanded us to uh-huh. go into all the world, make disciples mm-hmm. of all nations. In other words, working with people, bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to them, and then helping them become followers of Christ. We're here to help develop true followers of Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. That's our job description. And, and what he starts out with in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, is this, And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So along with, this is not just uh, uh, some little um, uh, suggestion. Yeah. This is, this is a message with power. Mm-hmm. The the gospel is a gospel with power, ability, and so there there's um, there's healing, there's deliverance from the powers of demons. There's the declaration of the kingdom of God, yep. and the, there's the there's basically an invasion mm-hmm. within this world system of evil. There's an invasion of the kingdom of God, yep. and it's light, it's love, it's power, it's grace, it's mercy. It's truth that sets people free. Right, and it's been a long story. I mean, you start with the book of Genesis, and pretty much you see the beginning of the battle, the uh, uh, the resistances, Satan's uh, contempt for God and just trying to destroy Adam and Eve in the garden and the curses and um, the, the, the enmity and all of the things that, that just have played out in the Old Testament, and then God giving the law to kind of be a temporary protection for the people and a, and a guideline for them. And then you finally see Jesus coming in 4,000 years later to present, as you said, the kingdom of God. And 
and and it's very specifically laid out as as much as he can without you know giving every detail of what's going to happen to them. So um, he he said uh, he, he he tells them first of all he calls them. Let's he he called the twelve. He gave them power, like you said, over the unclean spirits to cast them out. Obviously, this was a big issue, a big plague, an ap- epidemic in those days with people being demonized and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. The people were in dreadful condition. There, everything had been, you know, left um, t- to the worst. I mean, everything was de- deteriorating, and there was greed, and there was religion, and there was oppression, and there was hopelessness, and despair, and poverty, and injustice. All of the things just exactly like they are today, uh, only they didn't have all the horrible technology that we have to spread the evil more quickly. But he's and, and we have to recognize too that Marjorie that the the reason there is all this evil, there there is all this demonic oppression mm-hmm. and so forth, the sicknesses, diseases, all this affliction, injustice, all of that is because that we have turned away from the living God. And um, so Jesus came. Or kept away. Turned well, away or kept away. A lot of people just have been kept away. They weren't even turned. They, they well, they've kept, kept cut, away cut by off. false religions, yeah. kept mm-hmm. away by mm-hmm. their own thinking, the, the lies of the enemy. Darkness. But, so the, Jesus mm-hmm. came as the light of the world. He yeah. is the light of the world. And we are now, he says in, mm-hmm. in the Sermon on the Mount, we're also now. He known. is the light of the world now. Mm-hmm. He has gone to be at the right hand of the Father. He's still with us in the power of the Holy Spirit to be the light in the midst of this darkness. Light brings its truth, love, but grace, says, and mercy. But it says in John that they loved the darkness rather, rather than, than light, the light. John chapter 3, because so their the, deeds were evil. Uh, deeds were evil. Yeah, and the day in the, the darkness does appear to be light temporarily. Um, it's it has its false comforts. It has its allurements. It has its its false peace. It has a lot of um, deception to it, and so people, you know, why would we swap out comfort for for persecution? Here's what he's saying, guys: We're going to swap out your comfort, your easy living, your fish fishing, normal life for a life of of you know you know exciting, but also not easy and not easy life. And so why why would people swap out an easy life for a not easy life? unless there's a real supernatural, spiritual move within them by the Spirit of God to call them up and out of their mediocre lives. And here, let me just say this. Mediocrity will will not work anymore. Middle of the road will not work. You either get in or you get out, and you need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. That's what he said, because the devil is waiting to, you know, knock us back into line, put us back into the, you know, wherever, keep us in line so that we don't, you know, get out and tell the truth and, and lead people in the ways of righteousness. So we have to be wise. And so Jesus was le- loosing these 12 in the midst of a, a situation that was very similar to what we have today, only we're more close to the end and it's more of a global thing. But it's all, it's all basically the same thing. And so, can you start reading? Do you want to, where do you want to start reading? Well, there? I'd like to just look at uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 7. He says, And as you go, preach, saying, mm-hmm. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. It's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. This is our same call that we have here today. Well, when he said that, um, 
go to the Gentiles first and, and not to the, I mean, go to the Jews, Jews first, first and not yeah. the Gentiles. Um, and he says, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel first. Then he says, preach. And he said, um, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at, is at hand. I think that this needs to be the first revelation that the kingdom of heaven, as it was at hand when they were standing, he was right there in front. He is, he is, he's the kingdom of heaven. He's the messenger from heaven. He is the the son of God. He's the redeemer. He's standing right there in front of him. The kingdom of heaven is right. Just reach out and touch me, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But today we have been so inundated, overwhelmed, complicated, drugged up, sedated, uh, removed from every essence of the truth, uh, been uh, poisoned by the food, the air, the whatever it is we all do and think and drink, um, that it's hard to even comprehend that the kingdom of heaven is very near. I mean, some people say, oh yeah, it's, it's really bad. I had one guy come up to me yesterday, Sunday. He said, it's here, it's here. And he was referring to this very thing. He was saying, and I believe that he, he was saying the truth, that the kingdom of heaven is, is about to have, it's here and it's about to be exposed and revealed. And yeah, because, you know, in the midst of this world that's under the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that works in the children of disobedience, mm-hmm. in the midst of this, the kingdom of heaven is here. You know, and, and Powerful, his, Jesus said alive. the kingdom of God is, is, is within mm-hmm. you. The, and the kingdom of God is not um, food and drink. It's not some outward religious thing, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy, joy. Mm-hmm. in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom of God is in the midst, and, you, and basically you connect with it mm-hmm. through the gospel, through the good news of Jesus Christ. Through the Christ. cross of Jesus Christ, So yeah. when you, be, you get connected, you become born again, you, you come into that. You're born uh, into that kingdom then. Into that kingdom, and mm-hmm. then you're operating within the kingdom of God, within the sphere to, of God's, God's right. principles. God's um, so to do grace that, in the midst of a crooked and crooked and perverse generation. So to be born again implies that we had to die. You, you can't be born again if you're still alive. So people have got to die, walk out of, let go of the old kingdom, the old ways of thinking and living in this, and where, where the God of this world has programmed his people, his servants, his slaves, to just go, just ask no questions, just go along with her, make no waves, uh, be nice, don't uh, trouble, you know, make trouble, just, you know, just get along and try to stay out of trouble uh, because the devil will make sure you get in trouble if you say anything. But Jesus is saying, step up, step out, you're born again, come into my kingdom now, come into my kingdom. So you can't be in one, both kingdoms. I mean, yes, people try to, you know, kind of, what I don't play both sides of the fence or whatever they try to do. But Jesus says, you either gather with me or you scatter. You're either in or you're out. You're either hot or you're cold. You either, you can't serve God and mammon. There's, there's a lot of separation here. The road is narrow, not wide. And so, um, as we've talked about, so he's saying, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, because even though they had been given the commandments and the, and the, uh, the covenants and the tabernacle and Moses and all of those things, they were still lost. He said, go to the lost because they're wandering, they're broken, they're full of demons, they're, they're, they're fearful. Fearful is a big, a big descriptor uh, of what's going on in people's lives. And because they're fearful, they're panicky, they're double-minded, 
Um, they're not receiving answers to their prayers. They're freaking out. Where is God? And they're just terrified. So the the gospel is, the principle was to first to the Jewish nation, to Israel. And in John chapter 1, it says of Jesus that he came to his own, and his own, and his own received them not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ones that had all the privileges, mm-hmm. all the advantages, he gave, yeah. and the ones that had all the, um, how we could say, shadows and types, all those object lessons that spoke of the Messiah, all the prophets that spoke of the Messiah coming. Mm-hmm. And when the Messiah came, they didn't recognize I, him. It, it reminds me of when he was just sitting at the, you know, in, in, looking over Jerusalem. Um, and then when he was talking to the women on, on the way to the cross, as he was carrying the cross on the way to Calvary, um, he, how many times he says, I've tried to gather you together as a hand would gather her chicks, but you would not. You didn't want, you refused it. So once the Jews refused, they had the first portion. They had the, the first invite to the wedding. Once they refused the wedding and, and, the, and their portion, um, then God turned it, God says, okay, then we'll, we'll open it up now to the Gentiles, to the pagans, because um, they've been kept out all these years, and now we're going to let them have their chance. And that's why Paul went to them. But he says, um, but in the meantime, the first command he said was, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go preach, saying, like we said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick. Now these these things, number eight, verse eight, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, Freely you have received, freely given. These are the the marks, the the fruit, the the signs of the genuineness and the power and the authority that he was coming and bringing to them. You are going to have the power, the authority to heal the sick. You know, I mean, nowadays we we don't consider ourselves. We go to the doctor and we don't say he has the power or authority to heal the sick. We just say he kind of practices, or she practices medicine or whatever they do, but. This was a real new and distinct and exciting uh, power. Heal the sick, cleanse, get the leprosy off the lepers, you know, give them back their skin, give them back their life, give them back their hope, raise the dead. Okay, so this is going to be your authority over leprosy, over death, over sickness, and over demons. Um, And and these are one of the, the major troublesome areas that were plaguing the people. The demonic possessions, oppressions, the insanity, the mute and deaf and dumb spirits, uh, which we have a zillion of today. People don't even recognize how many of us are plagued with, for example, the mute spirit, the deaf and dumb spirit, the stupor, the I don't know, the uh, you know, just indecisive, don't know what to do. They're they're just they're just locked in a in a moment of in a place a valley of being stuck in indecision. They can't seem to have the strength or energy or hope or desire. Uh, and you you know what? You can't do this on your own. You're going to have to say, Holy Spirit, help me get out of this spirit of languor or rancor or indecision or hopelessness or depression. Lift me up out of it because you cannot fight very well when you're sitting in a pit does that make spiritual sense? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so exactly. he was giving them power to to distinguish the gospel and make them make people look. Oh wow! Oh, and it worked. Mm-hmm. People followed like everywhere all the time. They followed because of the miracles, because they saw the healings, because of the the, the, the things that were being done. It was like that was the first time they'd ever seen anything like that. When he sent them out, he said, "Don't take any money with you. Uh-huh. Um, basically, don't bring extra clothes. Just go." 
Mm-hmm. Uh, a worthy a worker is worthy of his food. Mm-hmm. And whatever in uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 11, whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there until you until you get go out. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for like-minded people, people who they could rest in their presence and their peace would be in that place. But he says, if you go into that place um, and they're, and it's, and greet it, if, but if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. Um, I really believe that means that you are guarding and protecting the message and the peace, the righteousness, the joy that it brings, and if it if there's if the people aren't receiving it, they're not willing. They're you know they're uh, murmuring, complaining, ridiculing, rejecting it. Then he's basically saying, leave. Mm-hmm. Just don't try to force it down their throats. Don't try to reason with them. Don't try to talk them into it. You know that you cannot talk people into the gospel of Jesus Christ. They have to receive it. Yeah, it says in verse fourteen there. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. I, as surely I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So not everybody is going to receive you. Right. Uh, and uh, it's int- you just read it about the life of Jesus. Uh, some believed, some did not believe. Yeah, it was, you received. It was a you tough look life. In the, in the book of Acts re- regarding Paul, some believed, some didn't believe. That's always the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Some will believe, some will be eager to receive the truth, and some will just, you know, get on their high horses and 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 just re- reject, categorically reject the truth because because of the deception that's mm-hmm. in their minds and hearts. Mm-hmm. And so um, so the thing is, the word will be welcomed, the word will be rejected yeah. as we go. And yes. some will love us, they'll think that we're the greatest. Some will just think, you know, Paul mm-hmm. says we're like mm-hmm. the uh, scum of the earth. He says we're, we're, some people treat us like they're the stuff that you wash off your dishes and Throw gets in caught drain. in your sink trap, mm-hmm. the scum. That's what a lot of people think yeah. of us as. Well, it's kind of an interesting thing that he's saying here. Uh, you'd think, I mean, you'd think, well, he's going to talk about the most important things of all when he's giving these marching orders, you know. Um, and so he kind of goes, he's talking about peace and, you know, being alert, discerning whether or not they're going to receive your message or there's laying a trap for you. Be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Um, and then... Um, he says, you know, depart if they don't want it. Go away. Uh, take it somewhere. Shake the dust off your feet. Now, that's a very interesting little idea there. Why would he say shake the dust off your feet? And then in Luke, he says the same thing in verse chapter 10 as well. He says, um, uh, heal the sick, verse 9. Those who are there say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Um, let's see. Verse 11. The very It says, but... Uh, whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, the very dust of your city which clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near to you. But I say to you, it will be more, more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in that day. So what is he saying here with this dust thing? I think what he's really saying is we're not going to take any uh, the dust, the, 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 their, um, their ways of thinking, their beliefs, their their uh, theology, their philosophy. We're not going to take that with us. We're going to shake that off. We're not going to be um, in, 
encumbered or, in, or hindered by their uh, unbelief or by their skepticism. Yeah, and we're not going to be discouraged by your rejection. In other words, we've given them a chance here. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, you know, how God gives so much. He's, he's long-suffering. He's so patient. He, he gives many people, you know, chance after chance after chance after chance to, to come to him. But the time comes where, you know, your chances are over. Mm-hmm. And you don't know exactly when that's going to be. Right. Uh, we but, really don't. Uh, but, but back to the dust thing, Jerry. He says here, um, the, the dust, the very the dust of your cities which clings to us, we wipe off against you. So really the dust is going to be used as a testi- testimony, the dust on their sandals, the dust that they were there in that city of Chorazin or wherever it was. Mm-hmm. That that Chorazin dust is going to be there to testify that, yes, we were here, our sandals were here, we gave you the gospel here, here's the proof yeah. of it, mm-hmm. and you rejected it. So the very dust becomes part of the testimony against the city. Mm-hmm. And, so, and another thing about this dust thing, um, when we go into unclean places, whether you're you're on a on a tour of uh, what was King Tut's tomb in Egypt, or yeah, or wherever you are, mm-hmm. or you're going to some divey place, even when you're going to some divey place in the name of the Lord, um, or you're going to a hospital or wherever you're going, just when you leave, shake off the dust. That means really what you're doing. Jesus, says, shake the dust off. Why? Because you're making a a, a declaration that I'm not allowing this to, to cling to cling me, to me. Or, or come with me or attach itself to me. Uh, and a lot of times there are people like, for example, in these places that are full of spirits, unbelief, sickness, pain, whatnot. And so it's important that we break that connection or that distinction. Um, it's, like a, it's, like a, just, it's like washing your hands in a way. Mm-hmm. You just, I'm not going to take this. I'm not going to believe this. I'm not going to carry this home with me. So just whatever Jesus said, he had a reason for saying it. So shake the dust off. Don't get bitter. Don't get offended. Blessed is he, Jesus, who is not offended because of me. So when, when you want are tempted to be offended because they don't hear you, they don't want to hear what you have to say, um, then don't fall into that trap of taking it personally. He said, another place he said, I send you out. You mentioned it, Marjorie. Uh, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Mm-hmm. Therefore be wise as serpents and as harmless as doves or as gentle as doves so or innocent as doves because the day of judgment is coming and he says those that dust that innocence that is all go- is all recorded and when we bring up Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment and Chorazin and Minneapolis and everybody and every place else in the day of judgment all of these things will be Made noted, uh, noted, and uh, and and brought to justice. It'll be revealed. It's like you had your you had your chance. You can we cannot. Yeah. Yeah. And verse uh, verse seventeen. But beware of men, for they would deliver you up into their councils and scourge you in their synagogues. So you're going to have, basically, you're going to have resistance, uh, political persecution. persecution, and you're going to have religious persecution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, uh, both I think, sides. I think this is why a lot of people, even now as believers, are very careful, cautious, mind their own business, try to be quiet, say nothing. It is time to stand and take a stand for righteousness and truth. And we know the issues. You don't need to go to school to be taught uh, the issues that are on God's heart and what's right and what's wrong. You don't. It's already in you. 
and and we cannot tolerate or go along with or make people believe that we are in agreement with them when we're not but at the same time th- these you know it's like we can be tempted and I was thinking about this this morning as we were thinking about praying here just to bring this we can spend all of our time trying to disca- describe the garbage pit the the garbage pile in this in this world and you know what we could spend all of our time describing the garbage pile how is that going to bring the solution that is not that is a distraction it is evil it is bad and god knows what to do with garbage god is the judge and we forgive these people who are foolish ignorant and playing right into the hand of satan we must forgive them for their eternal salvation's sake or they will go to hell so there's just no no doubt around it jesus said on the cross the ones that were crucifying him said father forgive them for they know not, not what, what they, they do. do exactly and, and that's it so he says You'll be brought before governors and kings mm-hmm. for my name's sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. So part of it is not just, no, they're getting on our case here, but part of it is a testimony to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. It's but, deliberate. God is allowing it because God wants to have this. He wants all men to be saved and, and well, come to the knowledge of the truth. But he has these specific crimes and events that he is bringing to justice and in using those, he's also bringing the devil to justice because the devil is the one who tried to persecute the righteous. And this is what it's all about. Satan will get his just due, which is the lake of fire. And God is going to bring all of these testimonies of his murderous activities and accusations. Satan is called, uh, Satan means a slanderer, uh, accuser. Uh, and he, he is coming to accuse and, and accuse the brethren night and day in Revelations chapter 12. So he's, and he accuses us within our own minds to ourselves. He accuses us to each other. He's just trying to divide everything and create lots of distraction, really, is what it is. But, when, and, and, but Jesus is saying to the disciples, stay focused. This is all part of what I'm calling you to do. You're going to be doing this and this. You're going to have, you know, to shake the dust up. You're going to be called before the, the magistrates. You're going to be doing miracles. Um, God's going to help you to, to show you what to say. You're going to be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. And so I think today, um, as we kind of wrap this up, um, which we can't wrap it up, it's right in the middle of stuff here, but the endurance, enduring, means that you're waiting for God to deliver, God to be the judge, God to, has the final word. You're waiting. You're not going to speak the final word. We're not going to be the judges in this matter. We are the plaintiff. God is the judge. We, we are aware of our, um, our positions as servants. We do have authority, you know, to cast out demons, heal the sick, cleanse them. And we can use that authority freely because God says, I gave it to you. But as far as judging these people and, and making things right, it will not be right until you get to chapter, what, 22 of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And so don't waste so much of your time. Well, stand for the right stand for the truth. But if you, if you spend your time doing what Jesus said to do, heal the sick, preach the gospel, bring hope, bring salvation, bring the message of love. If you spend your time doing that, you will be spending your time doing the best and the most important thing. Yeah, because that gets at the core of things mm-hmm. because you, can't, you just can't change people's behavior outwardly. You can do it. Mm. Uh, you, you know, you can just get people to conform to some rules reluctantly or something. But 
it has to be there has to be a transformation from the inside out Mm -hmm. and only faith in jesus christ the power of the holy spirit the power of the gospel Mm -hmm. and and just bringing people into into the truth that's where the freedom is that's where the new life is that's Mm -hmm. where the new creation it's transformation it's a transformation from the inside out Mm -hmm. and that's that's the uh, power of the gospel it is the power of god to salvation salvation to everyone who believes right and as you said it's not behavior modification it is transformation and that comes through the power of the holy spirit so father god we thank you for the the real power the real word the real testimony that you're asking us to give is to testify to the power of you that you are the one true god that you are the truth that your way is right that creation is the way we got here we are your idea salvation is your idea jesus christ paid for our our salvation paid for uh, paid the ticket for us to be removed from the from death row father god these are the things we thank you for and help your people to be encouraged today not to be pulled into sucked into some waste of time in becoming personally offended or bless those people who are standing for righteousness we're not saying don't speak up against these evil things but we're saying don't forget to declare the hope and the truth of jesus christ and the righteousness of god Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And by the way, don't forget to check us out at liferecovery.com. We have many um, things, helpful things available to you. One of the things that might be really helpful is um, uh, a case for, for justice, understanding how all of these un, these wicked things, all of these things that Satan gets by with, all the things people get by with, all the, the things God is accused of, all the things we're accused of, how this all works out into the perfect plan of Jesus Christ to bring justice, truth, mercy, liberty, freedom, and goodness. So a case for justice. Now God bless you guys, and we'll see you again next time. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.